guys actually enjoy treating your customers like a piece of sh**? Because that's how I felt when I went to the Alamo Draft House. Okay? You know what? I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to text in your little crappy-ass theater. It was too f***ing dark in that place for me to find my seat, all right? I was using my phone as a flashlight to get to my f***ing seat. So excuse me for using my phone in USA, United States of America, where you are free to text in a theater. I was not aware that I couldn't text in your theater, all right? I've texted in all the other theaters in Austin, and no one ever gave a fuck about what me I was doing my fucking phone, all right? And it was on silent. It wasn't on loud. It wasn't bothering anybody. You guys, obviously, were being assholes to me, and I'm sure that's what you do, you know, to rip people off. You take my money, and then you throw me out. You know, I will never be... Coming back to your Alamo Draft House or whatever, I'd rather go to a regular theater where people are actually polite. And, it, you know, I'm going to tell everyone about how you are. And I'm pretty sure you guys are being on purpose. So thanks for making me feel like a customer. Thanks for taking my money. Phenom Radio is the home of the hottest indie music. Tune into the Phenom Radio Top 20 Countdown, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Razor sharp, Pepsi. Radio pause, Pepsi. When the sun... <laughs> for these things, worked for them, and sought a place where they had a better chance of becoming real. For generations, Brockton has welcomed those seeking something better. From those who came in search of opportunity to today's multicultural population that makes us the most diverse community in all of New England. Brockton is a place where homes are more affordable, communities closer, where a strong and talented workforce 
fuels the success of businesses big and small. And the vision of a more diverse and equitable America is being realized every day. It's where ideas take root. Businesses grow. Communities thrive. New beginnings unfold. And the promise of a better life is kept. Brockton, Massachusetts. Where better begins. What you're thinking. Is this the booth, drafting the circuits, three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well to tell you the truth in all this excitement I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Is everybody talking about dark money? The third party group, No Labels. No Labels. No Labels. No Labels, a dark money front for corporate interests. Dark money. They're what we call dark money group. It's not required to disclose where its funding comes from. I've invited Nancy Jacobson to talk to me about who exactly they raise their money from, and she never says yes. Why not reveal your donors? Uh, first of all, it's, it, we're not a party. We're but not, you guys are no. registering as a party. Can you tell us who's your major uh, funder? No from? Labels is a 501c4. We have a legal entity that doesn't disclose contributions. They could give out the information if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. They choose not to. We do not disclose donors. And anyone who's still taking them as well-intentioned do-gooders needs to look a little closer at the deep red intentions of their donors, their staff, and their plan. If you added everything up, there's a distinct Republican tilt. We're worried that there could come a moment that there's two unacceptable nominees from each party. They say that Joe Biden is extreme as Donald Trump. We love you. You're very special. So right there, there's a complete dishonesty. And then when they start hiding their sources of money, yeah. it can only raise suspicion. They are funded by Republican billionaires taking millions of dollars of Republican major donor money to elect Donald Trump for a second term. Yep. In a two-way race, Joe Biden would beat Donald Trump 52-48. You throw la no labels in, suddenly Donald Trump wins. By doing this, you're gonna elevate Trump. No labels, that's right. I'm a believer. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
blasphemy. This is madness. This is the proof. All right, it's your boy Sinister One broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are watching The Booth. It is July 26th, and yes, it is a Wednesday night, and, you know, your boy is usually on Tuesday nights, uh, but tonight I had to move my night. I got to give a big shout-out to my man Danny. I see you in the chat. Danny's in the chat. I got to give him a big shout-out because my man helped me out. So here's the deal. We were, we were supposed to go out to Northboro this past Saturday. And me, my artist, Viana Marie, and a few of our friends, we were supposed to take our slingshots out to Northboro <laughs> for the Join the Lucas video shoot. And check out Oh Wow Froyo, his new spot. Um, we see that there was a lot of people there. We saw Exit Fame was there. We saw a ton of people were there. Guess what? We didn't make it. Why? Because my slingshot, Vengeance, broke down. As we were pulling out of Westgate to head out through our TCM code that we couldn't clear. So I ended up having to tow it home. Now, these guys, they could have all went without me. They didn't need me to go. They could have left me behind. But the thing about slingshots and people who ride them, you know, we kind of stick together as a family. You know, no man leaves. You know what I'm saying? No man left behind. No woman left behind. Um, so these guys hung out with me. Um, Tara, big shout out to Tara. Um, actually, I'll say Emma. <laughs> um, but it's, that's an inside joke. Um, th shout out to her. She allowed me to get AAA to get Vengeance home. And then Laris is trying to send the part if they can get it because it's on back order. But I had to get it to mom's in Foxborough last night in order to try to get it ready for Saturday which is the Boston Slingshot Ride, which I've got a major, major, major announcement at the end of this show for this event that's possibly going to take place on Saturday. But my man Danny came through clutch MVP. He was like Tom Brady in the fourth quarter, two-minute drive. Come through, brought his trailer. We put the slingshot in the trailer. It was downpouring rain when he first got to the house. We got it up on the trailer. My stepson, Ryan, sat in it. We pushed it up on the trailer, drove it out to friggin' Foxborough. It poured while we were on 495. It was pouring. It was pouring to the point where we almost had to pull over because it was coming down so hard that you couldn't even really see the road. 
Uh, but Danny, big ups, man. Clutch MVP performance. Getting vengeance out to moms in Foxborough. And um, like I said, I got this big, 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 big announcement coming up at the end of the show um, in regards to Saturday's event, the Boston Slingshot Ride, Slingshot Express. And it has absolutely nothing to do with the weather that I've been posting about in the group um, in regards to the weather and what's going on with that. Um, so for those who are wondering, what am I, what are we going to be talking about? Blah, blah, blah. It's not going to be the weather. Trust me. Um, this is, this is something bigger and better. Um, first of all, let's get into my sponsors, Michael Douglas, Beretto, MDB electronics. If you game like me, you got an Xbox controller and if somebody breaks it or it's drifting or whatever, you can send it out to him 24 hours, 48 hours. You're back to gaming MDB electronics. This is my guy. I swear by him. And those of you who've been reaching out to him and sending your controls out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Also, Viana Marie's music is out there. 494,000 streams and climbing available. Now her entire library. She put a whole bunch of singles out. A ton of performances have been happening. And, um, you got to support. You definitely got to support her and support all of these local artists that you see on my show um, on the countdown, which is now called the appetizer. Um, tactical target systems. When I go to the range, y'all know I got this big fear of the zombie apocalypse. You know, hold on here. I got to fix something real quick. Here we go. Um, you all know I got this big fear of the zombie apocalypse and. Uh, I got I got to be on point. So when I go to the range and practice, you know, being my best Rick Grimes, I've got my tactical target system, zombie targets, life size, real sharp. Every time I go to the range, somebody's like, oh, where you get those? And I just, you know, send them the, the, the number or send them the website. Here you go. Check them out. Best stuff. Best stuff out there. Good stuff out there. Um, I love Boston sports dot com located in three locations. Marlon Williams. Um there's a chance for you to win a shirt in the chat. Um, but I've been dropping the ball on that one because I've just been so busy. It's tough for me to get down to uh, Social Plaza um, to get the shirts. Um, but thankfully, thankfully, I'm bouncing back. I started PT. Uh, things are getting pretty much back to normal. So hopefully we can get this going. Um, Vianna Marie pictured here. Empowerment photography. This is Kimberly Ann. Um, she takes women and brings them into an environment where they can feel comfortable and take these pictures to present to a loved one or, you know, a, a, or that special someone or, you know, that secret lover, you know, whatever. Uh, but again, head on down, reach out to Kimberly Ann Empowerment Photography. Uh, before we getting into the news booth, Maddie sees in the chat, Sinistorm Production Crew, all getting big news going. That's right. All got big news going. Maddie C. This past Sunday, 150th episode for Maddie C. Sports for you and me. Travis Partington, just a couple of weeks ago, he celebrated seven years under Sinistorm Productions. And Happy Hour with Lito. <laughs> happy Hour with Lito, next week's show. Happy Hour with Lito, the Triangle Offense Podcast. His man, Aunt Harrell, is down on the strike lines in California. Live interviews with people and actors on the strike line down there in California 
Tune in next week. That show is going to air. That's another cold Sinister One production. Fuba Studios got stuff coming. We are holding it down. We are holding it down. Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio, we just landed another big United States Postal Service. United States Postal Service has reached out to Oscar Mike Radio and is now partnered up with them. (laughs) Partnered up with the U.S. Postal Service to help them with their latest campaign for veterans. Since One Productions is doing it, yo. Y- y'all don't get it. Y'all talk about other people's podcasts and podcasts doing this and doing that. Since the one production has been out here for a long time, when we are just holding it down, we are holding it down. There's stuff that you see on this show that I see people post stuff about. And I'm like, if you've been watching this show, you didn't know about this. And there's some topics tonight that I'm going to get into that. <laughs> if you've been watching this show, you knew about, it. Oh, my brother is in the chat. What's up to my brother, Kevin. He's watching the show on YouTube. I got some trailers for him tonight, so we're going to check him out. Um, But before we get into the show, and and I had to get my sponsors, uh, Maddie says, just a hint, got Bruins Canadians type of big news. So we got to keep an eye on that. I've been seeing the posts from Maddie C's, but Maddie C's been doing it, like I said, 150 episodes. 150 episodes. We are, since one productions is kicking ass. And like I said, Oscar Mike Radio kicking butt to United States Postal Service, um, wreaths. We're doing the wreaths for veterans um, that's done in December. We're doing so much stuff out there. We are doing so much stuff out there for Sinister One Productions. It is crazy, crazy. Um, in loving memory of Makai and Terry Boston, these are the two young men who lost their lives in the tragic car accident last week in Randolph. Um, when they hit the tree um, this past weekend, there was a memorial service at Brockton High. There was a balloon release and there was a candle, a vigil for them. And you know what, people? I, I, I get it. I get it. Look, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a fan of balloon releases because, you know, I, I'm I'm big on the environment, too. I get it. But. You can have your opinion and leave it to yourself. But don't go in the post that's specifically for this moment and for this event and go out there and then post your opinion on releasing balloons. We get it. There's a lot of people that know about the environmental damage that releasing balloons. We all get it. We all understand it. There's a place and time for it. I don't think it's proper to get into the live post of the balloon release and then complain about the balloons being released. I, I, I don't agree with it. I really don't agree with it. Um, did you know? Sit, sit down. down. Sit down. There's a time and place for that. There's a time and place for that. Sit down. Also in the news booth, Boston Fire Department Union President calls for immediate action at Mass and Cass. As you guys know, um, is a bad area of Boston. Methadone Mile, they call it. The Boston Fire Department's main building is right smack dab in the middle of Methanol Mile. They're right there. They're right there. They're, they're, they, they literally sometimes have to just walk right outside the fire department building and give people methadone shots or, or they, they inject to bring them back. 
right outside the Boston Fire Department union president says it's a ticking time bomb. You ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. We've had about eight, eight of these people wander out on the 93, get hit by a truck, hit by a car, mess up traffic. You know, it, it, it is. It's a nightmare down there. Um, they can they seem like they can only clean it up when they've got events. The Boston Marathon, Red Sox opening day. That's the only time a cop got stabbed. They cleaned it up. But then they come right back. Now the big complaint is, is that there's people having sex right out in the open on Mass and Cass. I used to stop there coming home from work for lunch sometimes at that McDonald's right there. The last time I went to that McDonald's, I was in drive-thru. I placed my order and some woman lady comes up to my car and she's asking to do sexual favors. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, it's that much of a moneymaker busy here that this woman is asking to perform sexual favors from where you order your food. By the time you pick it up at the second window, that's insane. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> that's crazy. Crazy. Um, also in the news booth, uh, the Obama's personal chef, Tafari Campbell, he drowned in Martha's Vineyard. He was in a paddle boat. And here's the thing, people. Water safety. Water safety. You're always supposed to have a life vest. It doesn't matter how much water you're in. If you're going to be in a vessel, any type of vessel. The one thing I remember when me and my brother went to camp back in the day. The one thing they told you, if you were in a canoe, life vest. If you were in one of them the paddle boats, life vest. If you're in one of them think them trite things with the big balls and you're pedaling, life vest. Kayak, life vest. Paddle boat, life vest, bro. This tragedy could have been avoided. It could have been avoided. He got into trouble in the waters, couldn't recover, he drowned. And it's sad because it could have all been avoided if he simply had a life vest. So again, Barack Obama and Michelle Bonner's personal chef drowns at the Martha's in Martha's Vineyard this year. Oh my God. Martha's Vineyard has had a ton of tragedies this year. This is this has not been a good season for Martha's Vineyard. Um the a soccer team owner from Europe. He died just about two or three weeks ago in a boat accident or something like that. There was a plane crash. There was a plane crash also. My, my brother's in the chat. He said, black people don't like to swim. <laughs> I swim. We learned to swim in camp. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, he should have had a life vest because if you go with the old stigma that black people don't swim, then, yeah, he should have had a vest. He should have had a life vest. Um, also in the news booth. It's a crazy story right here. A pregnant trans man shared his joy about his unborn child. His fiance, who, to be honest, should have never been with. The, the fiance's record for violence and, and spousal or, or, or partner abuse is insane. It was crazy. Was crazy. But yet this person was happy. This person was having a child with this man. Um, this person shared their thoughts and their story on, on social media. And this man flipped out. He killed her, the trans man. 
and he killed the unborn baby. And then when he was done, he killed himself. And, you know, that's just sad. But when you look at the record of this man, it, it's crazy. It's sad. It is, it is one of the most craziest, saddest things out there. Unbelievable. It's three lives gone. Uh, in the legal booth, Boston City Councilor Mr. Flaherty calls on Lara, Kendra Lara, to resign. Now, I was actually involved with all these players in this story um, because I was, I, I was hired to work a case in federal court about the redistricting voting lines. And I was hired to present evidence and, you know, put evidence together from YouTube and stuff uh, for um, this law firm. And, you know, I worked this case. I got to see all these people. But Kendra Lara is a Boston city councilor. And, you know, I see a lot of I see a lot of black people out there saying that this is a witch hunt. They're just doing this because because Kendra Lara is black. Stop doing that. Stop. Jesus. Stop doing that. Black people. Stop. Look, common sense. Look, I get it. You're happy that a black person got elected to the city council. You want your shine. You want to show your support. But I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, and if you're watching the show and if you're from Boston, you're watching the show and you know Kendra Larry, you can send this link to her. You can send the link to her. I don't care. Here's the deal, people. Kendra Lara, since she's been city councilor, Kendra Lara and her baby's daddy, they released a sex tape of her getting anal sex with the baby in the room, with the kid in the room. All right, that was the first thing she did. The second thing is, is she was throwing these crazy parties late at night that she shouldn't have been having as a city councilor. And then most recently... Kendra Lara was driving two, maybe three times over the speed limit and hit a house with said kid in the car. Not only was she speeding two to three times over the limit and hit a house, Kendra Lara was driving with no license, a suspended revoked license, not just a 30 days driving without not just to say the word is, is that she's been driving for 10 years without a license people. Now I get it. All my black people out there saying this is a witch hunt. They're doing this. No, no, they're not. They're not doing anything. Cause she's black. She's era effing responsible. She's irresponsible. Take your ass off. Resign from city council. We don't need you. Let's get somebody better up in there to represent black people. I don't need Kendra Lara representing me. You can't fight that. You can't argue that. Some of you black people out here defending her, you are no different than the January 6th Trumpsters who are out there trying to defend that hot mess. You're no different. Stop it. Stop it. Lighten up, Francis. Lighten up. Get rid of us. Step down. I agree with Councilor Flaherty. I'm on it. <laughs> Next one in the <laughs> oh, this one's a real good legal boost story. Um, Elon Musk was tweeting all weekend long, talking about how he's gonna change Twitter. Now, I talked about this on this show back in April. Back in April, Twitter was going; they were dying. Twitter was done. 
Twitter was is done money wise. It was it was bankrupt. What happened was was Elon Musk to save Twitter. He he dissolved the rest of its assets into his X brand. And then before he did this, <laughs> that was when Elon Musk had everybody pay for the blue checks. Remember when when Twitter told everybody you can come on and get your blue check and pay for it. And all these people all of a sudden started popping up with blue checks on their accounts like they were somebody. And I said, don't fall for it. Don't fall for the okie doke. Nobody listened. But they all did. They all paid for it. And a week later, he dissolved Twitter into Brand X. Now, just this week, he decided to flick the switch on Brand X over the weekend. <laughs> Monday came. You went on Twitter. The bird was gone. The new X logo was there. All these happy Elon Musk supporters were talking, yeah, he did this. He's, he got X on there. And then guess what happened, everybody? On Tuesday, the bird was back. <laughs> the Twitter bird was back. You know why the Twitter bird was back? Because Elon Musk, dumbass, doesn't even have his legal people check on the copyright status of X. He went out here. He boasted all this stuff. He changed the logo. And he's going to probably blame his autism again like he usually does because he does these knee-jerk things. But guess what? Microsoft owns the copyright to the letter X for anything that involves computers, apps, and software because of Xbox, Xbox Live, Xbox Series X, Xbox SD, Xbox, Microsoft owns it. So that's why Twitter went right back to the bird on Tuesday, because Microsoft was about to sue Elon Musk's dumb ass. Dumb ass. That is so funny. Microsoft, Microsoft was like this to Elon Musk. No, you don't. No. Also in the legal booth, Kevin Spacey. Now, you're not going to see this story anyway. You know why? Because people love to tear people down in the media. They want to they tear him down. Now, when Kevin Spacey was accused of all these sexual offense charges, everybody was ripping him down. He got thrown off a movie set. Guess what, people? He's been acquitted of all nine charges of sexual offenses. All nine charges done. Gone. Acquitted. Will we see this on major news? Probably not. Do you think Kevin Spacey will start to get acting gigs again? Maybe. We'll see. But I don't think he's going to get the type of gigs that he was getting before the charges came down. So um, one of the things is, is so, uh, there's a person that also had, had passed away or died or something that was involved with this one, too. So we'll see. We'll see. Yep. House of Cards. That's what it was. That's the show that they kicked them off the set. My brother just posted House of Cards. Yes, that was the show that they kicked them off of when the crap hit the fan. Um, that was it. Entertainment booth. Rest in peace, Sinead O'Connor, 56 years old. One hit wonder. One of the biggest songs out there written by Prince. Nothing compares to you. Huge, huge song. Sinead O'Connor was about to become one of the biggest Irish singing superstars in the history of music. But then it happened. Sinead O'Connor got invited to Saturday Night Live. She did her song. 
And then she did a second song. And then at the end of the second song, she ripped up a picture of the Pope in her disgust of them hiding the sexual abuse of the boys. That was her political statement. You know what happened? (laughs) The Catholic Church had Sinead O'Connor's musical career blacklisted. Blacklisted so long that people actually forgot about Sinead O'Connor. That's, look, the Catholic Church blacklisted her so bad that Sinead O'Connor, look, she had no music. She was making all of her money just, you know, doing little tours in little places. It's sad. It's sad. So she dies at age 56. I'm waiting to see if anybody talks about the fact that how the Catholic Church blacklisted her. They have nothing nothing to do with the music industry, yet they were able to blacklist her. They ruined her career because she ripped up that picture of the Pope on Saturday Night Live. Ruined her career. Ruined it. Um, Many people... Hey, what's up, Andrea Fernandez? See you in the chat. Maddie, see what's going on? Um, Many people feel that Jason Aldean's latest video is the uh, victim of... Um, <laughs> my brother said they blacklisted her so bad she was sitting in the back of every bus. Ouch! 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 <laughs> Ouch! Uh, Jason Aldean, latest victim of cancer culture. Uh, country music television pulls the video. Try that in a small town. Um, Jason Aldean, I talked about this on the show. I talked about the lyrics on the show, and for me, you know, the lyrics it, it's it's about interpretation. Um, for me. I felt that they were borderline racist. I felt like it was a borderline threat to black people. When you watch the video, um, the location that was used is one of the most heinous areas in history where black men were lynched. One of the most heinous acts that happened there was a black man was wrongfully accused of raping a white girl and they dragged his body through the streets and then they dragged him to this location and they, they lynched him. Um, Jason Aldean probably didn't even know that when they filmed the music video. Jason Aldean didn't write the song. Jason Aldean didn't direct the video. Um, And part of me feels, and this is the music industry, part of me feels that the music industry created this this whole thing. Why? Because this song was sitting on the shelf for two years. The song wasn't getting any play. Um, And he's out on tour and his, his album wasn't doing well. Guess what? The buzz about this is created, and as we know in the music industry, as we know in entertainment right now, bad press is good press. Bad press in the industry today translates into millions of dollars. Bad press translates into millions of dollars. Jason Aldean's song right now is number two on Spotify. It's number one on Apple Music. Okay? But here's the thing, people, and here's where people are hypocrites. Country Music Television pulled the video. Why? Because the NAACP was so upset about the video. The NAACP. Now, now pay attention to this. All right? Because I know there's going to be some black people mad at me um, because I'm calling it the NAACP. But I'm real. I'm, I'm realist. I know about laws. I know about rights. Here's the thing, people. This is a slippery slope. Jason Aldean went back. They edited the video. And they took out the footage of the Black Lives Matter protests. Out of the video. So he went back. He edited it. Number one. Number two. Country music television. Pulled the video. 
Now, here's what I don't agree with, because the NAACP made this big friggin' deal about this video. Here's the problem, people. Jason Aldean's song, Try That in a Small Town, you can have your opinion of it. You can say you don't like it. You can say you feel it's racist. You can say the video is racist, because that's your interpretation. You can say you love the video. You can put up your little thing that says that you stand by Jason Aldean. That's that's all fine and good. Why? Because this is America, and we're all Americans, and we have the right to debate and, and, and have the conversation about certain things as this. But here's why the NAACP is wrong and why they're hypocrites in this whole matter. Here's the problem. The problem here is that the NAACP stood right by Uncle Luke and Two Live Crew to fight for the rights to get music protected. To get music protected under under freedom of speech and 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 and, and, and being an art form. Protected. Okay? So yes, I don't agree with the video. Yes, I don't agree with I don't I don't agree with the lyrics. I feel like it's a threat. There's subliminals all in the song. There's subliminals all in the videos. Um, and like I said, sometimes artists don't know because somebody just posted that Jason Aldean in 2016, he had a whole song called Rearview Town because he hated the small town so much, he left it. He hated the small town so much, he left it. So he's he's contradicting himself right now. But here's the thing, like I said, the NAACP fought to get the you know, CMT to pull this video. Yet you stood by Luke to get music protected. And and if, if you were truly upset, NAACP, then why are you allowing these drill rap videos to be made? Why are you allowing... We can't have our cake and eat it too, people. You know, we can't sit here during COVID... And allow WAP to become WAP to become the song of the year. <laughs> you see the hypocrisy there? The NW look, there's been a ton of rap music out there that's been responsible for the death of young black men across this country. Yet the NAACP hasn't done a damn thing about that music or raised their arms. So it's it's a protected right. Music is protected. And if you don't like it, turn the shit off. Change the channel. But music is protected, people. And when we start censoring people's music, when we start forcing them to edit their music, no, that ain't right. Music is protected for a reason. It's an art form. You know, let that, let that, let that translate. And like I said before, I, I think the music company, I think they created this. I think they created this whole buzz, and they did exactly what they wanted to do. And the music industry has been doing this for a minute. Another great example of this is the song Despacito. Despacito was a Spanish song, this Latino song, that wasn't getting any traction. None. No traction. They needed this song to blow up. Despacito decides to get um, Justin Bieber on the track. And they put Justin Bieber on the track. And then what happens Justin Bieber supposedly attempts to sing the song in Spanish at his concert and can't remember the words and messes up. And guess what? It's a huge viral moment. Now, before this viral moment happened on TMZ and everywhere on, on TikTok and everywhere, nobody even knew what the song Despacito was. Nobody knew what the song was. But when Justin Bieber messed up them lyrics at his concert and the shit went viral, 
Guess what happened? Despacito became one of the biggest Latin songs in the history of Latin music. So when you talk about bad press, you know, converting to money, that's my opinion. That's that's my feeling. I feel like this was created. The song had been sitting. There was no traction. He's out on tour. Now, this dude, he's going to be in Connecticut this weekend, and then he's in Massachusetts next week. And guess what? All the rest of his tickets are sold out. All them tickets that were sitting there unsold, they sold out. Think about it. Like I tell people all the time, don't don't fall for the Jedi mind tricks. Sometimes it's not what you always think it is. Um, got a couple of trailers for you. Um, and this trailer coming up from the production company called A24. The film is called Talk to Me. And the the plot of Talk to Me is kind of crazy. Remember back in the day when you have people play with like Ouija boards or people would find something demonic and they mess with it as a group, you know, or you go like Evil Dead where they find the Book of the Dead and they read from the Book of the Dead in the cabin. Well, you take all those type of stories, but then you put today's teenagers where everything's viral, where everybody wants to TikTok, where everybody wants to do a reel or an IG. Well, this here is kids getting a hold of a demonic device and they're going on Facebook Live, they're going on IG and stuff with this demonic device, but guess what? <laughs> oh, here's the trailer. Check it out. Talk to me is the film. I can't wait to see it. Here it is. <laughs> Have you seen the group chat? They're doing it again tonight. No. Please. It's my mom's remembrance day. I just want to forget about it. I'll do it. Cannot go for more than 90 seconds. Am I clear? What happens after 90 seconds? They want to stay. Light the candle to open the door. Blow it out to close it. Put your hand on it. Now say, talk to me. Talk to me. What did the hand feel like? It felt amazing. I could see and feel everything on the other side. So my mom, she was trying to reach out. Find me here. Still been saying stuff. You mean saying stuff? What if we opened the door but we didn't shut it? Oh my god, they followed us! I like him. They're not gonna stop. No, they're never gonna stop. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Demonic crap on social media just doesn't mix. <laughs> it don't mix. And like I was saying, you know, we got the UFO story that's out there right now where the guy posted the, the pilot posted a photo of a of a, um, a UFO. And now the government is saying that he's this, this, this. And look, it's coming. This demonic stuff, all this. This stuff is coming. Um, also, another trailer for you guys this week. After the bite. Now, HBO is back down the cape again. As you guys know, HBO had filmed this video um, documentary a while back about the opiate addiction down on the cape. How it all pretty much started and spreaded from the cape. It was the, the worst of the worst uh, was down there. Um, after the bite, this documentary takes place. Um, down the Cape where a kid got killed after being attacked by a great white shark. And um, that, that this documentary debuts this week. And I believe this week is also still shock week on discovery channel. Um, but this is the trailer here for after the bite. Nope, 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 nope. Here we go. About 9.30, I was by myself on the beach. There was two people in the water already. I heard screaming. And I saw the blood. Seems like more and more sharks were arriving in Cape Cod each year. But not until the poor boy was killed did it really seem like, okay, now they're here. It's never quite been the same since the fatal attack. It did cause a rift in the community. This was a beautiful young man who lost his life because we've been sitting doing nothing. Violence can intersect any moment, but one wouldn't have thought of the sunny afternoon off the coast of New England. A shadow was waiting. It's easy to get caught up in the Jaws angle to things. And we'd like to stick around. And take our eye off the bigger picture. The research we're doing is really to learn more about these animals so that we can prevent a bad interaction with a shark. Sharks, they're attracted by the seals, and there are a lot of seals. Because of the Marine Mammal Protection Act, you can't touch them, you can't look at them, you can't even yell at them as you go past them. But there's something else going on down there. The water's warm, so everything's marching north. Human activities 
have imbalanced the ecosystem. We have a problem here, ladies and gentlemen, and the problem is man-made. We like to think that our lives are orderly, but we don't find cooperation from the natural world. Did you see that? A fin. Some of these people are acting like the ocean's their little playground. Not doesn't work that way. We're right in the damn swimming area. Marine balance equation means humans are part of the equation. Finding that balance is not easy. Humankind must learn humility in the face of nature. Hello, Bree. I see you in the chat. Yep, that's after the bite. HBO based on this documentary that was filmed down the Cape after this kid got killed. And, um, you know, if you go on the Discovery Channel set website, um, Nat Geo, they actually have a group of people who come to the Cape. And what they do is they tag, they tag all the great whites that are there. And when you go swimming, there's an app and you can go and see how many great white are in the area or of that area of Cape Cod. And I'll tell you right now, I went on that site two years ago, two years ago. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not going swimming down the Cape anytime soon. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Go on there, people. Check it out. Go on there. It's it's the shock track. It's called the shock tracker. Right now, it's booming because it's shock week, and they're really, really promoting it. But it's it's like the shock tracker or something. And it tells you where all the activity is around the world. Because these people that you see in this video, they go and they tag the sharks. So they know where these sharks are at all times. And it's getting more and more and more at the Cape. Every Look. I'm not swimming. I'm not going to be that guy. Sorry. Also, oh, man, here's the thing. I'm going to talk about DC and the Flash in a little bit. <laughs> but it's no secret that DC has been getting his ass kicked by Marvel time and time again on the big screen. Now, Marvel has a flop. Then they come right back with a hit. But DC has just been considerably... Flop after flop, I, I you know, Wonder Woman 84, I was so waiting for Wonder Woman 84, fell flat. I think the last, the last DC movie that I really liked, that I really liked was the newest Suicide Squad. I liked that, that I felt that was good, even though a lot of people didn't like it. Um, and then the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, which... Should have been released, but they messed that up. They messed that up. The Zack Snyder Justice League was was perfect. It was dark. It was perfect. It wasn't muddled. Um, the storylines were on point. Things made sense with Cyborg and things of that sort. Um, but here it is. This week, um, DC in the MonsterVerse are coming together. Justice League is going to fight Godzilla and Kong. In DC, at the San Diego Comic-Con, they actually released a trailer for this comic book seven-issue miniseries that you will be able to get at DC Infinite. Check it out. Here it is. 
October 17th, that comes out. That comic book comes out. Look, if DC wants to beat Marvel right now on the big screen, bring that. Bring that to the big screen. Bring Justice League versus the Mark. Look, because Godzilla versus Kong was no joke. That movie was on point. Now you bring the Justice League into that? Come on, bro. That's beating a Marvel movie right there. They got to they gotta do it right. But you know what? I know if my man um, Sean Wick was on here, he would say DC would find a way to fuck it up. Because <laughs> let's be real. DC anime is better than every movie that they've pretty much put out. I would watch a DC anime movie before a DC live action movie any day. And here's the crazy thing. The DC TV shows were better than the DC movies. Peacemaker, better. <laughs> Doom Patrol, better. <laughs> Titans, better. <laughs> it, the TV stuff is better than the movies. It's crazy. It is crazy. You bring that to the big screen. Oh, oh, oh my God. Ah, this weekend, Oppenheimer and Bobby went toe-to-toe. Both movies kicked ass, but Barbie took home the title. It was the number one movie. Greta Gerberg is the highest, biggest opening for a female director. And I love the fact that cheap marketing, cheap marketing, told everybody, see the movie, wear pink. That is the, the cheapest marketing ever. In this, in this history of social media and spending all this money marketing and promotion and blah, 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 blah. Go see the movie. Wear pink. The highest grossing, biggest opening for a female director. The most simplest form of marketing in this day and age right now. Where everything's been difficult. Everybody's been trying. Bobby. Go see it. Wear pink. And they're doing it. Everybody's doing it. If, you, if you're in the chat, if you went to see Bobby, uh, how many people wore pink? I know that somebody went to a Boston premiere, and they said everybody had pink at the Boston premiere. They said everybody had pink over the weekend to go see this movie. That's how big it was. Um, and it's crazy. It's crazy to see this response because it's just simple. Wear pink. In this day and age, you know, most people have been like, that ain't going to work for us. We need to come up with something better to promote this film. But it didn't. It worked. Wear pink. It worked. It worked. Love it. Love it. Uh, my brother said he actually went to see the movie. Andrew Fernandez, anything on the SAG writer's strike with releases? Um, so we're going to actually have a show Happy Hour with Lido. They, they can't even... Actors who are on strike, they can't even talk about a film or anything they worked on. So it's all it's all blacked out right now. Um, Fran Drescher spoke from the heart. She is the SAG union leader. Um, look it up. She spoke from the heart. Um, there was <laughs> my brother said, I noticed there were no ugly alpha males in the film. <laughs> He's talking about the Bobby movie. Um, Lynn Solo, thank you for coming in the chat, hanging out with us and watching the show. We got about 15 minutes left. But yeah, if you get a chance, if you did see Bobby, um, I'm hearing that a lot of people did wear pink. 
um, the SAG writers' strike. Here's the problem that's happening with the SAG writers' strike right now. The writers went on strike first, and Hollywood didn't take it seriously. And then the Screen Actors Guild said, you know what? We need to protect you guys. We need to protect those jobs. And, and I hear a lot of people. I see a lot of people on social media talking about, ah, these overpaid actors, we don't need them. Ah, oh, these overpaid actors on strike, blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing, people. You don't get this. The overpaid actors who went on strike, they went on strike to protect the jobs of the people lesser than them. They went on strike to protect the gaffers. They went on strike to protect the makeup people. They went on strike to protect the extras who work a film for an entire week and make a thousand bucks for the week. Guess what they want to do? Hollywood wants to say, okay, you if you're an extra, you come, you film your scene as an extra, we pay you a thousand dollars, but guess what? We keep your likeness and put like your likeness into AI. And now whatever film comes and they need background people, they can use your likeness and they only paid you the thousand dollars. No, they don't want that. The actors don't want that. And that's why these are the things that they're on strike for. So anybody who's out here talking about, oh, these overpaid actors, let them be on strike. You don't get it. You don't get it. The overpaid actors are on strike to protect the little guys, the writers. They said it from day one. When the writers went on strike, they said the writers wouldn't be most of these actors wouldn't be who they are without the writers who rewrite scripts and things of that sort. And guess what's happening now? Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, they canceled the Hollywood Bowl in support of the SAG and the writer's strike. So now the music industry is starting to shut down to show support. Why? Well, we're not going to do soundtracks. If you all are on strike, we're not going to do soundtracks. It's going to affect video games. Because video game voice actors were unionized a while back. All this is coming. All this is coming. You know? You know, oh, oh, he said in the theater. He said he noticed there were no ugly alpha. I thought he meant the movie. He said in the theater. Jesus, okay. <laughs> um, the health assurance system they have is nuts. Yep. Oh, here's a video for you guys. If you're watching, Monica, sing a mark. So we've been talking about. People throwing shit at, at, at artists performing <laughs> at concerts. And I said, somebody's going to F around and get hurt. <laughs> you know, and you all know who Monica is, right? Monica had the song with Brandy. Remember the song? That boy is mine. And you know, Brandy was the uppity black girl. And Monica was the hood rat from the ghetto in that song. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on, let's be real. Let's be real. Br Brandy was the good girl. Monica was 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 the street hood rat. <laughs> and it's no secret that Monica will throw hands. Well, here's what happened. We talked about people throwing shit on on stage at people in concerts. Monica was performing a show. <laughs> and at Monica's show, some dude decided to get into an argument with his girl at Monica's show. <laughs> We all know Monica. She's a hood rat. She might be on stage performing like a celebrity, but you can't take the hood out the girl. Look, <laughs> Here, here's what happens when you hit your woman at a Monica show. Here we go. Oh, 
jumped right off the stage <laughs> monica's like yo see and this is look look imagine the per imagine if somebody had threw something at her what would have happened she was just going after some dude that put his hands on this woman imagine if somebody had threw something at monica she look she was yo <laughs> 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 she needs a she needs a reality show or something that she was ready to throw hands. <laughs> Monica wasn't having it. She wasn't she wasn't having it. Yo, congrats, rest in peace, DMX, Grand Champion, one billion Spotify streams for the album Grand Champion, which translates into about three million dollars. <laughs> That's it's kind of sad, but. It is a major accomplishment. DMX Grand Champion, a billion dollar, a billion streams on Spotify. Um, that's good stuff for him. Um, also, here we go. <laughs> here, I, I was talking about DC, <laughs> and let me just put this up for you guys. Flash has become the worst box office flop in comic book history of all time. Flash is the Biggest flop of all time. Now, here is your top 10 horrible movies superhero. Number one, The Flash, 200 million flopped. Shazam, Fury of the Gods, flop, 150 million. There's the one I mentioned, Wonder Woman, 1984, 137 million. We're only in the top three, and it's still DC. Number four, Dark Phoenix, 133 million. I can tell you, my brother's in the chat, and Vianna Marie's in the chat, because she's a... She, the reason why the Dark Phoenix movie failed is because they tried to put two major X-Men stories into one film. The two stories they tried to squash together in the Dark Phoenix story should have been just kept separate. It should have been just kept separate. Um... For those who remember the Doc Phoenix saga, there was this whole 
ton of issues where the buildup happened at the Hellfire Club, where where Doc Phoenix was manipulated by Sebastian Shaw at the Hellfire Club. And, and, and there was this whole manipulation before she even became. You know what I'm saying? So all of this stuff was mashed into one film, and it shouldn't have been. And that's why Doc Phoenix failed as a, as a film, you know? It, 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 was, it was just so much. They tried to put so much in. The Suicide Squad, $130 million. Uh, Like I said, I liked the second Suicide Squad. Black Adam. I... Black Adam was okay. It was. It was okay. But I felt like it was just one of them plots just used over and over and over again. It just, it, it, it was. It was. Um, Fantastic Four. Yeah, they got a chance to redeem themselves, though. That the Fantastic Four movie came out just as Marvel was kind of really finding their niche and what they wanted to do. The casting for Fantastic Four, I hate to say this, but the casting for Fantastic Four, like usual for Marvel, like they're doing right now with the secret, the casting for Fantastic Four was, was perfect for me. I, I like Jessica Alba as, as Sue Richards, you know? Um, it, I, I like the casting. I don't know where it went wrong. I think it was kind of the storyline of, of Fantastic Four as to why it failed, maybe. Um, R.I.P.D., which was filmed here in Boston, which was based on the comic book, comic book, it was another failure. Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> and it's sad because Ryan Reynolds has two films up in here. Uh, Ryan Reynolds has R.I.P.D. at eight, and then he has Green Lantern, which he actually Deadpool went back into time and killed him for reading the script. Remember that Green Lantern is here for seventy-five million. There are some people, I believe, Anna Marie Light. Um, Green Lantern. She didn't see why people didn't. Um, New Mutants, eighty-four million. That was filmed here in Boston. 80, 80, New Mutants was filmed here during COVID. It almost didn't see the light of day, and then they decided to release it. I actually didn't get to see New Mutants yet. I have some people that told me New Mutants isn't as bad as people say. Um, I I, I feel. I feel like COVID hurt New Mutants because I hear a lot of people that have seen New Mutants now. They're like, it, it wasn't that bad. It, it wasn't that bad. It was a pretty good movie. Um, so I'm gonna have to check. I'm gonna have to check out New Mutants and see it for myself. So if you've seen it, oh, my brother is in there. Vianna Marie. Yep, Vianna Marie says she loves Green Lantern. Um, they both like Fantastic Four. My brother said New Mutants was good, but it came out. COVID and too many pushbacks. Yep, it, it was. It was delayed. It was being filmed here in Boston. COVID hit. It was pushed back a ton of times because we had the social distance and all that crap. Um, but again, there's your biggest box office flops of all time. The Flash is at the top. And hey, I said it on this show. They should have recasted, but it was too late. It was too late. They couldn't recast. Um, that was it. In the sports booth, Patriots will rock the throwbacks twice this season, September 17th and December 3rd. The Patriots will rock the ready red uniforms on those games. Dolphins versus Patriots, Chargers versus Patriots, the throwbacks. So we'll be ready to see those. I can't wait. Also, Matt Judon reported to camp. Today was the first day of Patriots camp. He wants to retire a patriot. He wants to be a career guy here. He fits in. He fits in with the culture. He's here to do work and get business done. Um, also, 
cornerback Jack Jones, who remember he was headed to the airport and had guns in his bag. Um, he showed up to camp. He's letting his legal stuff play out. Like I said here, it's a crazy story. You know, he was the most talked about guy at camp. The biggest threat to be the number one guy says, who knows? You know, I've seen a lot of crazy movies where somebody might want his spot and may have put the guns in his bag because everybody was staying in the hotel together because that was back in April when these guys were flying in. So you don't know. You don't know. But we'll see. We'll find out. His defense attorney is saying he had no idea that those guns was in his bag. Also, all y'all complain about Jalen Brown getting the richest deal in NBA history. That's right. He got the max. He got the max contract. He got the max contract. You know why? Because he deserves it. Stop doing that. Stop. Stop stop doing that. You got to stop doing that, people. Here's the thing. Yeah, Jalen Brown didn't come through in game seven. He sucked. (laughs) Let's be real. Jalen Brown sucked in game seven. He was horrible. He couldn't pick it up when, when, when JT went out. And got hurt, Jalen Brown didn't step up. But guess what? In order to make the max contract in the NBA, you have to get certain achievements in the regular season. In the regular season, Jalen Brown did everything he was supposed to do to get a max contract. He made it to the All-Star game. He had this many points in the regular season. He had this many assists in the regular season. So he did everything needed. It's like Xbox. When you get achievements for playing a game in Xbox or achievements on, I don't know what they call them on PlayStation. I don't think they call them achievements. Like, I don't know if somebody's in the chat, what do they call them? Um, But the thing is, is that he did what he needed to do. He got the max contract. So all y'all here talking about game seven. Shut up. Stop. Just sit sit down. down. Sit down. Sit down. Um, Julian Edelman was on the Kelsey Brothers show. Their podcast, new I think it's like New Heights or something it's called. It's good. It's actually a good podcast. You got to check it out. The whole episode is great. Julian Edelman talks a ton of stuff about the Patriots. He talks about the time he threw the touchdown pass against Philadelphia to Philip Dorsett. And it's funny because when you watch it, the announcers are like, yeah, just when you think Josh McDaniels doesn't have it figured out, he hits you with a gem, blah, 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 blah. And Julie Edelman tells the whole story about how it was a broken play. And he he actually threw the ball to Philip Dorsett after being told he better not do that. And um, it's a great story. I don't want to ruin it for people, but check it out. It's a great, great football story. Also, um, LeBron James' son is stable. He's out of ICU after having cardiac arrest. And this is scary because this goes back to 2016. The NCAA had put out a report in 2016 about players and athletes in sports dying from cardiac arrest. Do you know that since 2016, 75% of the players who die playing collegiate sports, not just basketball, not just football, we're talking about all of collegiate sports, which means volleyball, kayak, all that. 75% of the deaths in college are cardiac arrest. So this is a known issue. And here in Boston, we're well aware of young black men having cardiac problems. We saw it with Reggie Lewis. And Reggie Lewis knew he had a cardiac problem, but he still insisted on playing professional basketball. And he collapsed on the court and died. 
So um, there is a thing with young black men that we know about. So there's a couple of things that, that go in here, but our players and blessings are going out to LeBron James and his son. Even Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin tweeted and said, prayers to Bronny and the James family as well. Prayers up. I'm here for you guys, just like you've been for me my entire process. And Demar Hamlin is, a, is another one. But again, his was caused by the impact. He didn't have an existing condition. His was done because he had that impact to his chest plate, and that's what caused him to go into cardiac arrest. Demar Hamlin, believe it or not, people, he showed up to Bill's camp today, ready to play. He's out. He's going to be out there ready to play, Demar Hamlin. So big ups to him. Also, in the sports booth, <laughs> Colin Kaepernick works out with NFL stars this week. Jalen Waddle says he has an arm of a rocket. Look, I don't care. You're trash. Colin Kaepernick, look, you're a great human being. You're a great humanitarian. You donate your money. You do all these things for the community. I love it. I love all that. But your football game, Colin, is weak. It's garbage. It was garbage before you knelt down during the anthem, and it was garbage after. And I'm going to prove to everybody Who's sitting here saying, since the one, you shouldn't talk about that like that, about Colin Kaepernick, blah, 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 this and that. Look, it's a charade. It's a show. If Colin Kaepernick really wanted to get back into the NFL, Colin Kaepernick's ass would have been in the XFL last year, where all eyes were on the XFL last year. All eyes, everybody's eyes was on the XFL last year. Did Colin Kaepernick trial for the XFL last year? No, he did not. No, he did not. Do you think that Colin Kaepernick showed up to the XFL Combine this weekend to try out to get on the team because so many players have now made it back to the NFL after their performances in the XFL because these guys balled out so good, the NFL couldn't deny him a chance to try out. So guess what? These guys are all back there. I want to say it's like 35 players from the XFL are at camps this year. So if Colin Kaepernick really wanted to get back into the NFL, if he and his people and his team really wanted to get back, if I, if I was on Colin Kaepernick's team right now, if I was on his PR team, his management team, I'd be like, look, bro, you're playing in the XFL. You're trying out. You go there, you ball out, you get an, X, you get an XFL championship Colin, in your first season in the XFL, guess what? The NFL can't deny you a chance to try out for a team. But instead, you're doing your 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 your, your, your humanitarian humanitarian stuff, which is fine. You're donating all these things, which is fine. But at the end of the day, that's not going to get you a true tryout in the NFL. After you already blew off the NFL twice, remember? Because remember, he did have a tryout set up with the NFL and then he blew them off and then he decided to go to some high school and said, if you want to come watch me, watch me there. Y'all don't remember that, right? Y'all remember when Colin Kaepernick did that? Cause he did have a chance to get back in the NFL and he blew the NFL off. The NFL had coaches there. The NFL had press and media there and he blew it off and he went to some high school and told people to come there. And, and, and the NFL was like, you know what? This was a farce. You wasted our time. And that's why they're not talking to him, because he did that. But the true thing is, if he really wants to get into the to the NFL, he needs to get to the XFL or the USFL. 
One of those two leagues. Right now, the XFL is his best bet because all eyes, The Rock is doing big things down there. Big things down there. Colin Kaepernick, get your ass in the XFL, ball the F out, and guess what? The NFL will be forced, forced to bring you back. Trust and believe me, they will be forced because you're gonna you're on a big stage. The XFL got a ton of press this year. So that's that's my feeling on Colin Kaepernick because you were trash, bro. Let's be real. You were you were trash. Biden bombshells. And it's 1039. We got to get out of here. Uh, a lot of these stories that you're going to see in Biden bombshells, I'm I'm going to table for my legal guys next week. First Tuesdays is with my guys, Robert Resnick and defense attorney Ken Diesel. Um, these guys come on here. One's a military guy. One's a defense attorney. They talk straight business. They talk the real. They're not, it's not a bunch of guys sitting here throwing back their opinions on Biden and then whatever's going on. Um, we're going to get into this because uh, the FBI corroborated the story. $10 million bribery scheme involving Joe Biden and a, U- a Ukraine oligarch. Um, this story's got wheels, people. This one's got some wheels. It's going to be interesting to see. I'm going to ask my guys on this one about this $10 million scheme, uh, bribery involving the Ukrainian. Also, uh, a judge just knocked down Biden's asylum policy. So here's the thing. Here's the funny thing, people, and people are going to have to say this. Um, crossings at the border had dipped because Biden had took away this asylum. You couldn't be granted asylum and get into this country. So those people were not able to get into this country country. That number had dipped down. Well, this judge has knocked it down, and he has said that that Biden can't do that. So now people can come here using asylum as their as their reason. Um, it's going to be rehashed. I'm going to actually talk to Ken because Ken is an immigration attorney, and have him explain this and talk about this. Hunter Biden's guilty plea is in jeopardy. Remember, Hunter Biden, you know, pled you know pled a deal. Over this tax stuff. But he had a gun charge. Why? Because he was caught with a 38 Smith and Wesson. But he had no license. And they argued over this. And paperwork was handled wrong. And now there's a big disagreement over this gun charge. Whether to charge him or whether not to charge him. So now what has happened is. Is that they pulled the plea off. And now Hunter Biden is pleading not guilty. The funny thing is, is now he's pleading not guilty. If we go through the court case and he ends up walking out of this, it's gonna, there's going to be a whole bunch of Republican Trumpsters heads going to explode. But we're going to talk about this with our squared uh, next week. Uh, Andrea Fernandez says he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to play. He makes excuses. Exactly, Andrea. Exactly. Exactly. He made too many demands. Yep. Exactly. If he, like I said, Andrew, if he really wanted to play, he would have been in the XFL and he would have been balling out, balling out in the XFL. That's as, that's as simple as that. That's, that's, that's it. That's it right there. Uh, let me get in and show you guys this here. Um, I got to thank everybody for supporting the show, hanging out with me, doing this show. It's been good stuff. Um, I got to get ready to get out of here because, uh, it's actually 1042. We went a little bit over, but I thank everybody for tuning in the show, hanging out with me. Uh, I see my brother in the chat. Thank you for tuning in, hanging out with me. Good stuff, but we got to get ready to get out of here. Let's see here. Oh, hold on. I got to 
there's a there's a thing I have to bring up. Let me see here if I can scroll and get to it. Let me get to it here. Let me see. Outro banners. Hold on, people. I'm just trying to get this in here. So what I got to do is I, I almost forgot to make the, the big the big news that I have. I almost forgot. <coughs> There's big, <coughs> big news that I've got to release to everybody and let them know. This Saturday coming up, there was a ride. The slingshot ride through Boston. And it was going to be it was the Boston Slingshot Express 2. And I have to make this announcement. It is no longer going to be the Boston Slingshot Express, Beantown Express 2. Nope, 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 nope. Why? Because Riders for Life and this event is now partnered with Shriners of Boston Children's Hospital. Um, If you guys are familiar with Shriners Boston, this is the hospital where kids go that are, you know, they they get burns. Um, These are kids who are right now. They've got a ton of kids there from the Ukraine who have been burnt. Um, We are now partnered with them for this event. Now, originally, this ride that goes through Boston this ride that goes through Boston, we usually go right past the Shriners Hospital. Um, it was too short of a time to be able to have all the kids outside so we can drive by for the kids. But Shriners loves the idea of this event so much that they said they're going to table this for next year. So next year, the kids will all be downstairs on the sidewalk. It's a, if you've been to Shriners, that front sidewalk is huge. The side sidewalk is huge. And all of our slingshots in the parade are going to go right by the Shriners Hospital in Boston for these kids and to put smiles on their faces. Um, we can't wait. The bigger news is, is that Shriners is giving me the okay to already promote this event for this week. So the event is no longer called the Slingshot Express, Beantown Express. For the Slingshots, it is now called, the official name is hashtag Slingshots for Shriners. Hashtag Slingshots for Shriners. That is the, uh, let me just, you know what? I got the banner here, and I'm going to actually put... The banner up for you guys right now. Let me just grab that for you. Boom. Uh, I'm gonna pull the banner up for you guys right now, so you can see the new banner. Image file. We're right on the fly. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, I can't get that up there. <clears throat> but it's going to be on our Facebook page. It's going to be um it's 
going to be in the event. If you guys are in the event, um, it's going to be there. It's also going to be, I think it's going to be on IG. It's going to be on Snapchat. And I also was told that Shriners has created a landing page for this event. So here's the deal, people. And let me just... Let me just get this up for you guys, because I, I really want to get this up for you guys so you guys can see exactly what's going on. Live stream broadcast, full screen, and I'm going to put this in here, copy, so you guys can actually see it and see kind of kind of what's going on here. And I was trying to pull it up. I'm going to have to just put it on my site because it's not coming up for me right now. And I don't know why, um, but we'll have to figure it out. Uh, but here's the thing. <clears throat> There's a QR code. Shrine has created a QR code. And it's on the flyer. And what's going to happen is, is if we don't have rain this Saturday. What's going on, Dave? What's going on, Lisa? If we don't have rain this Saturday, and if this ride goes off as planned... If you see this slingshot parade going through Boston this weekend, we want you to pull up your QR code and make a donation to Shriners of Boston Children's the Hospital, Shriners Boston Hospital for Children. Um, I'm going to be putting out a media blast um, tonight with this flyer, with this QR code. One dollar, two dollars, three, whatever you can give, give. But here's the thing, and I need from everybody and all my friends and all my peeps. When I share this event, I need everybody. I need everybody to share it. The reason why we need everybody to share it, because in two days, I want everybody to know. So when this ride leaves from Westgate Mall and meets up with the second group from the North Shore at South Bay, when we leave from there and that ride begins, the ride starts from South Bay. The ride goes up around Castle Island, out of Castle Island. It goes up Atlantic Ave, the harborside. We come up the harborside, take that right. We go up through Government Center, up by the aquarium. Take that right. We go through the north end, come out by the Charlestown Naval Yard, come by TD Bank North Garden. After we come around the TD Bank North Garden, we come around Haymarket, come around Haymarket, come up to Government Center and around by the North Church. We come down through Boston Common. We go past the Boston Common, around the Boston Common. Then we go up Newberry Street. After we go up Newberry Street, we take a right, and the Slingshot Parade will go all the way out to Harvard Square. Once we go around Harvard Square, we come back, we stop on the BU Bridge, and we take a picture of our group every year on that bridge. That's our year photo. The video is on Facebook. And then we end up stopping and having dinner at Applebee's in South Bay. So here's the thing I need. I need everybody. I need everybody. When I post this, I need you to like it. I need you to share it. Because what we want, we when our group is out there riding this weekend, if it doesn't rain, we want to see people 
say, holy crap, that's the, the slingshot ride for Shriners. And get their phones out and make a donation. If you see this parade, I want you to make a donation. If you want to support this ride, I want you to make a donation. Because I've been talks with Riders for Life, who we are now part of. I have been talks with Stan, who runs Riders for Life out of Texas. Um, and I've spoken with Shriners. The key here that we're looking to do is we want to make this a nationwide event on the last Saturday of July every year. So not only will we do our ride in Boston every year in July, Texas chapter of Riders for Life will do their Shriners ride for Shriners in Texas. The uh, Another chapter where there's a Shriners, they're going to do their ride on that Saturday. So that last Saturday hopefully will bring a ton of money for Shriners Burn Institute in Boston. Um, and I need everybody. I need everybody to share it and get on it um, and, and and help us out. Uh, my brother said you should get a Sinister One production rubber bracelet. I, I have a Dougie TV. And I have one here for the DJ Henry Foundation. Um, I actually don't have Sinister One Productions bands rubber bracelets because nobody's ever asked. Nobody's ever asked. I never got them made. I mean, if people feel they may want a Sinister One rubber band to show support for Sinister One Productions and all the shows that I produce, I'll, I'll see about getting them made up and we'll take care of that. But again, hashtag slingshots for Shriners. That's the number four. Hashtag slingshots for Shriners. The flyer, all of that, the QR code, all of that's going to be up on my page. It's going to be in the event for this. Um, I'm going to be sharing that shit out of it for the next two days. You're going to get sick of seeing me share it, but I got, I got to let people know because we want people when they see us driving through Boston this Saturday, I want people making donations. I want them to say, Oh my God, that's the ride. We seen them donate, donate. So please, please, please get that going. Other than that, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. What's up, Donna Frost. I, everybody's chatting in the chat. So a lot of people's names Pass by, so I'm just scrolling. Donna Frost Williams, thank you for tuning in. Andrea Fernandez, thank you for tuning in. Dave Agony, thank you for your support. Good stuff. Um, but other than that, I think we're going to get ready to get out of here. I'll be back with next week with uh, <coughs> with more booths. And as I said, it's it's first Tuesdays. First Tuesdays, we're going to be we're going to be making a killing here on first Tuesday because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. And um, that's about it. I would say Spongebob take us home, but my transitions aren't working, so we're out of here tonight. Take care, everybody. Peace. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, checking out the event. Um, here are those people who support the show, checking out my beanies. Also, all the shows I produce. She Talks Football Podcast, Drafting the Circuits, Oscar Mike Radio. Also... Maddie C Sports for you and me. Happy Hour with Lito. Fuba Studios Veteran Reinforcement <clears throat> is my newest show. And then Brockton Events. Brockton After Dark started on July 5th. Goes until the summer. Until school returns. But make sure to check out the website. See what events are going on in the city of Brockton for these youth of Brockton. <clears throat> Slingshot for Shriners. Boston 2023. July 29th. Shriners Children's Boston. Riders for Life. This is it, people. Show your support. 
please share, spread. Thank you. Um, Cape Verdean Festival, July 30th, 2 to 8 p.m. Sunday. <clears throat> also, the Fan Expo in Boston, 4 to 6. Fans assemble. That's the Comic-Con. Also, join Steve Hook on August 12th for his celebration at Joe Angelo's Cafe. The Brockton Fire Hockey and Golf Tournament, 9 a.m. start. That's Monday, August 14th. And then Music Night, August 17th in North Attleboro. Check that out. That is a 508 USA Music Man production. And then don't forget to vote. September 19th and November 7th, uh, Jamal Brathwaite, who's been on this show, he's running for City Council at Lodge. And just a few weeks ago, we had Steve Hook on. Council at Lodge, please vote again, September 19th and November 7th. And then again, last, Kimberly Ann, Empowerment Photography <clears throat> with music artist Vianna Marie. Book your photo shoot with Kimberly Ann today. And that's it, people. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, hanging out with us. And uh, SpongeBob, do me a favor. Take us home. Well, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down in here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made it, bitch, you don't repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate, but y'all think I'm playing. And I got to hit now for these weak assholes who think I ain't slaying. Try me, try me, and I'll probably end up laughing because I never back down. I'm that chick with a clean ass whip. I don't need that bitch like I'm on now. I get hurt, I get tired of fussing, fighting, guess I gotta crack down. Don't mess with me, cause on everything, I'ma have to bring the whole city out. W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O, that's who is it, I come. Enter website, enter website, enter website, enter website.